I'm Luke, and welcome back to The Breakdown. Uh, thank you for joining us again tonight. Um, I'm here with Pastor Will and Jamal. Hey. So <laughs> just as a, a point of announcement, the church picnic will be on July 10th from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. at La Salette. So if you go to the Swansea Mall, no one's going to be there. But be there. Walmart will be there. So <laughs> I'm sure they'll appreciate your business. But we will all be... <laughs> At La Salette uh, for the church picnic. So, so Pastor Will, why don't you just take us into Sunday? What was it like for you um, in the audience, in worship? Because Sunday to me was a very special moment where everything just came together. We had the Supreme Court decision, and then we're also talking about the final, um, the final city in Pastor Zach's Seven Letter Rampage, Laodicea. Yeah. And it's cool how all of these things just coalesce to the Holy Spirit bringing us as a church um, into this place where we now know how to relate to um, the world in this time. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what I actually really love about this, for one, I'm, I, I am a series guy. I do like <laughs> Me <too>. when Pastor <laughs> Zach's messages, hey, that, this is going to piggyback off last week or the week before. So, you know, different, different stokes for different folks, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, there was a little bit of, oh, this is the last one. And it was an amazing Sunday. An amazing Sunday. And um, right from the beginning, I love how Pastor Zach just went right in with the, okay, let's start with the amen and what that means. And let's move the whole way through. And it was such a, such a cool... Um, illustration talking about how it, this is the book end okay this is what's holding it all up yes and and here is the you know the last one so it's like it's it's really cool where it's you can go back to the first week and listen all the way through to all seven and i encourage people to do that yeah. because there's still so much in there but with this book and message and the way that it just tied in perfectly with what's going on in, in the in the world today i love how we go right into the the hot and cold thing and um and the lord expressing he knows us and he knows how to direct mm. us right right and that's and that to me is the heart of it you know when he says um i am the amen and how pastor zach brought brought out the meaning of that that it's Amen was a word that um, in Hebrew would be placed at the beginning of a statement and that it, and at the end of, yeah. of a statement. Yeah, that fulfillment. Right, and it's yeah. like it's kind of saying what's coming next is important. Yeah, and then when you say at the end, it's like this was important, so so be it. Yeah, yeah. and and submitting that to the will of God. And what what the Holy Spirit impressed on me is we need to make God the Amen of our life. Yeah, mm. that's good. Now that moment where we make God the amen of our life, we've already lived part of our life. Mm. Now, does, does he just meet us in that moment and then from then on he's the amen? No, mm. he goes right back to the beginning of our life yeah. because yeah. he is eternal. Yeah. And that's something that we don't always understand because we're in, 
we live in, in, time. in Kronos mm-hmm. time, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. So meaning we live in a world where there is a beginning, there's an end, things happen at a certain time. If you're late, you're late. If, if you're on time, great. But you can, you can miss things. But God is outside of time. That's why right. when, in your, when you're in church, you might hear pastors and, and different people referring to God as being eternal. Yeah. And that's, that's why everything in our life is so important because God has created us as eternal beings, even though we are born in time. Yeah. But when he comes into our life, because he, he sees everything, he touches every part of our life, yeah. all of the good, the bad, um, every aspect of our story. And that's what's so beautiful about the love that we have in Christ. And that's why, you know, that's how Jesus presents himself to each of these churches. Yeah. He presents himself as someone who is not coming in to condemn but he lovingly corrects. Yeah. And there's a big difference that yeah. between condemnation and loving correction yeah. because God is in the business of redeeming things. Absolutely. And that's why I thought it was so powerful um, in second service, Jamal, when you shared that testimony. Mm-hmm. And at that moment, I was like, wow, Holy Spirit, why did this not happen mm. in first service? <laughs> but we have to trust that, you know, God God delivers words in the right season. So, sure. so Jamal, why don't you take us back to to that moment? What was going what was going through your heart as you shared so personally from yourself? I wow. Uh, we were in worship and uh, we were singing the bridge to What a Beautiful Name, which is like one of my jams. Thank you, Lucy, for singing that. Thank you. Um, and we got to You Have No Rival, You Have No Equal, uh, Death Could Not Hold You, you know. And and it started to resonate with me on the Roe versus Wade thing um, that at this point, death could not hold them. Right, right. That there's, that there's something that he... Uh, of course, that is about him, right? Yeah. But it, it kind of opens up to something bigger to me that mm-hmm. I thought was beautiful. So uh, that, and then I heard the Lord kind of talking to me about my own testimony, um, which again, a lot of people use the, the example or the concept of, well, what if a woman is raped or mm-hmm. what if she's, uh, what if it's incest? And uh, that is my story. That's wow. the beauty uh, in my story mm-hmm. that God can redeem anything yeah. yeah um and so just you know tail ending that with i'm really glad to be here I'm yeah. <laughs> amen. Uh, so I'm, I'm glad that she didn't do that and so the amen i i love that that pastor zach uh even will you said starts there yeah. we always end with the yes, amen yeah. and he went and start. of course jesus starts here but he starts with that amen is supposed to be at the beginning and at the end, mm-hmm. that he's not coming to right. abolish, he's coming to yes. fulfill. Right. And even in your life, yes. Yes. he's coming to be the amen from the beginning to yes. the end. Right. Yes, yeah. yes. So, yeah. That is, and that is just so, it is so powerful. And, you know, I honestly don't have the words for that, but it hit me in such a hard, like a hard way. Um, and I'm still... I'm still, I'm still resonating with everything mm. that happened yesterday. Mm. I think maybe part of it was because I was on the worship team, <laughs> but it just, everything was flowing together. And, and I'm sure, you know, for you personally, you didn't always feel comfortable sharing those things. Maybe not, not comfortable is not the terminology, but uh, 
again, I carry that as so much of my identity, mm-hmm. right? Because in a way it is. Mm-hmm. And so I carried that as so much a part of my identity that again, it, it still wasn't a testimony right. when I first started telling it. Right. Now it's for sure a testimony. Right. Uh, but then it was like, well, Lord, why didn't she abort me? You right. know, there were days that I wrestled, like Jeremiah says, curse the day I was born. Mm-hmm. I, I wrestled with that for so long. Um, uh, in a place of yeah. rejection and abandonment. Yeah. And now I'm like, oh, Lord, you're so good yeah. uh, for that testimony. Okay, mm-hmm. I have to ask what changed? My perspective of God. Okay. I, again, and the concept for me is that we all, a lot of times we look for the greatness of God. Yeah. Um, like the miracle, like the hand of God. Yeah. Uh, and, and so often... Uh, what he actually wants us to look for is his goodness. Yeah. The the day to day, like the father mm. disciplines you sometimes, mm. and yeah. you're really upset yes. in that moment. Yes. But you know that day to day that he is a good father, mm. and that changed massively for me. When I saw him as a good father, I thought, oh, okay, you're perfect in all of your ways. Like, yeah. you brought yeah. me through that for a purpose, with That's purpose. Good. That's good. Um, and sometimes I know that that purpose is for someone else. So. Yeah. And something to. Uh, to piggyback off that, something that you were saying, we aren't there at the beginning of oh. our lives with the same understanding that we are later on in yeah. our lives, but here the Lord brings awareness and understanding to us so that we can understand more about who he is, right. who he was right. at those moments, right. which brings us into a deeper relationship with him, which brings us closer to the source which i know that we're going to talk about but that's something that i love that you're that you're okay what changed was i got closer to him right i got to know yeah him nothing more. changed in me right it just changed how i saw him changed right. and that changed everything in me <laughs> <laughs> right right amen. right yeah. yeah amen and i think that that's that's the part of the story that we all can relate to because yeah. we all bring a story yeah yeah Yeah. and i think what can be really hard is especially if you're nobody wants to present themselves as broken to the world we don't want people to see our brokenness we want people to see someone who's competent and that is resilient and that can withstand everything Mm. but the truth of the matter is is that we all have these broken areas right we all have it and jesus has come to not only save you of your sins, the things that you did wrong, but he has come to redeem and heal your brokenness. Yeah. Yeah. And that is why salvation is such a personal a personal story. Yeah. But we get so stuck, I think, sometimes just on the, Jesus came to save us of our sins. Mm. And that's, that's very general because we all have sins, but he came to redeem your story. Sure. Yeah. He, he came to redeem the good and the bad. Yes. Yeah. The good without redemption still means Amen. nothing. Right. He has to yes. redeem both the good and the bad yeah. in order for it to mean something to him, for yeah. you to be able to have a, a crown in heaven. Like, he's got to still redeem that. Right. Amen. Right. Amen. And, and I, all I was going to say is, that's encouraging. Yes. Especially when, you know, anybody that's finding themselves in the middle of something bad, it's encouraging yeah. to know that the Lord can redeem this that he's going to redeem this and i can't wait to see amen yes yeah absolutely and then bringing that back to today um there's a big impulse whenever something happens in the world i feel like there's a pressure 
that people feel to you have to pick a side and you have to mm. post it on social media. <laughs> and that can leave people feeling very drained. Mm. Um, and it's like, how do I relate? What am I supposed to do? And I think that that's the, that's the story. Is, and that's the answer. Is aligning ourselves with the heart of the Father where it's, he's not calling you to pick this side or that side. He's calling you to meet people because he wants to meet people through you and he wants to redeem their story. So you might not have the words to say except the name of Jesus. Mm. And at the end of the day, Jesus is the one that is the answer. Mm. It's not our philosophies. It's not our political opinions. It's not our social opinions. It's the name of Jesus and the person of Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, again, we talk about you overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of your testimony. So sometimes you saying Jesus and saying Jesus inside of your testimony Mm. is actually overcoming. It helps other people to be an overcomer if you can actually nail that down. Yeah. Amen. For sure. So I appreciate you sharing your testimony because we've known each other for a while and I didn't know that. I didn't know that about you. And now, uh, and we were talking about this before, there are things that I do know about you that now hearing that encourages me. And it's like, no, when someone else is going through something, while we're walking with people through life situations and, and everything, we're able to say, well, as the testimony is being revealed by somebody else, hey, I know somebody that yes. that can relate yes. to what you're going yeah, through. Absolutely. Amen. Yeah. yeah. And if God can redeem my story, he can most definitely redeem That's yours. Good. I promise. <laughs> Amen. 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 Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Okay, so we come to the church of Laodicea. Yeah. And I think it's so cool how we've already laid the fact that God is in the business of redeeming mm. because that plays so much into the this this story mm. in this church. Mm-hmm. Everything is about redemption. There's nothing, he doesn't open with any kind of encouragement. He just goes right into correcting and 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 guiding them into realignment with his heart. Yeah. So he starts with, I am the amen, I'm the beginning, I am the end. Yeah. And then I am the faithful and true witness. Yeah. Um, and, and Zach brought out like, you know, don't wait for anything else to fail before accepting the one who never does because God is faithful yeah. and we have to rely on, uh, on him because he's the only thing that's going to, that's going to get us through, through life. Yeah. Yeah. And so when God corrects us, we have to receive him as the one who is the answer to all of, sure. all of our problems. And he's not there to condemn. Like, I, I feel like I can't stress that enough yeah. because he is not there yeah. to condemn. He he corrects those whom he loves. Let's say and it again. Yeah. He, he's a good father. He's a yeah. good father. Right? And yeah. a good father who does not discipline their children is not a good father. Right. Okay. Because when they grow up, they will, it, it will be wild. Okay. I don't have mm. children just for the disclaimer. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I do. Uh, right. And, yes. and, and the thing is, uh, there are a lot of things uh, within me that wants to see things and use them as teaching moments. Mm. And that is the the root of that word, you know, discipline. Okay, how can I teach them in this moment? How can I teach them so that there is uh, right living that comes out of this? Mm. And so here is Jesus. And I love how Pastor Zach uh, brought it to the, uh, where we can ask ourselves, is Jesus the beginning and the end of everything that we are doing? Right. Is he? Right. That's a question that, you know, 
we're not telling people to, all right, raise your hand if he's the beginning or the end of whatever you're doing. No, we, ask yourself that. Yes. Be real. Be true to yourself about that. And whatever the answer is, right. there's the Lord leading you. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Um, so then we come to this concept of hot and cold. Yeah. And lukewarm. And as someone with the name Luke, Luke. I, I, yes. have never, I have never personally, personally, I've never enjoyed when pastors preach on the church of Laodicea mm. because I have to hear my name in a negative <laughs> word, <laughs> lukewarm, spit out of your mouth. Uh. So take us into that. What, what, what is speaking to you um, in this concept, Pastor Will? So for one, uh, there is... Or so anybody that has been in any church hearing this message in the past where it's no, you need to be, and, and Pastor Zach addressed this, you need to be all out for God or definitely not, because you're really just ruining it for the rest of us. Like, no, that's not what this message is saying. This is a a church, okay, that is historically positioned in a place where this has a has a deeper meaning right. and he's actually talking about being useful being purposeful mm. the 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 hot springs and the cold springs they both have their uses where there's soothing and there's comforting there's uh refreshing, refreshing yeah. you know where where one or the other but the in-between is like a, it's a mix where you actually don't know what you're trying to be. And I, I laughed so hard because Pastor Zach talked about like the lukewarm drink. Yeah. And it really cracks me up because he really does not like, me as his armor, I can tell you, he really <laughs> likes ice in his drinks, okay? Right. And there are times where I've given him a drink and he's like, after worship, he'll be like, bro, can you go get me some ice and put that in there? Because he really does not like the lukewarm. But when you do get in the car and you're looking for something refreshing and it is lukewarm, right. it right. does make you kind of want to spit it out. Yeah. Uh, but thank you, Pastor Zach, for pulling out like the relevance of those two cities and how, uh, again, mm-hmm. you know, being close to the source yeah. is like, is yeah. it. It's right. like actually the closer you are, the less, right. the less you lose in the process. Yes. Yeah. Right. And so... The whole point of that being, like you said, is we need to have a purpose. Yeah. And when we when we don't have a purpose, then because God wants to use us, that's that's His goal. Is He transforms us, but then it's to use us. Yeah. But they had positioned themselves so they could just draw from both of these springs, mm. and they ended up with something that was not useful. Mm. And I loved, absolutely loved how Pastor Zach put it. He says, when you position yourself too far from the source, your substance is susceptible to compromise. When you position yourself too far from the source, your substance is susceptible to compromise. Hmm. And as believers, it's so important that we are living and walking, like like Jesus says when he's when he's talking to Satan, when Satan's trying to tempt him, Jesus says, Man shall not live by bread alone, but right. by every, every word yeah. that proceeds from the mouth of God. Yeah. So Jesus is our source. Yeah. His truth is our source. Mm-hmm. His words are our source. Mm-hmm. And he's given us the Holy Spirit. But when we start positioning ourselves, this is what this is what my takeaway was, was yeah. when we start positioning ourselves in a way that is convenient mm-hmm. so that we can um, 
maybe we want to like build an aqueduct to to the world to, in a way that's going to make us more appealing. I think sometimes we run the risk of watering down our substance. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, you're built scientifically, right? Uh, it, it, whether something is hot or cold, it's it's actually built to lose the energy. Okay, it's built that way. And I think that we're the same way, that when you take the pot off of the stove, uh, Pastor, uh, Pastor mm. Kurt preached about that, like growing yes. cold, though. Yes. Right? When, you take, yeah. right, when yeah. you take the pot off the stove, or when you take the drink out of the refrigerator, the further away you get it from the source, mm. the more energy it's meant to lose. It's going to lose energy. And I think in the same way, we are that. The further away you get, uh, from the burner or from the fridge is you're you're going to lose energy, and it, the but if you stay close to the source, you'll actually gain it. It will give it to you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Um. So I actually have a question. Uh, I thought he was saying sustenance. Sustenance. Yeah. So the, the when you look at when you look at the source and what's Your sustaining you, I see. Oh. Which I, it works both ways. Yeah, but I, that's so j- good. Just to me, it was it was a little it was a little deeper because um, I'm I need to stay close to what is sustaining me. Oh, okay. Because okay. then I'm able to uh, have that purity. Have no, that, that's true. Right. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And then our sustenance will then lead to our our substance. Yeah. Well, right, because you are what you eat. <laughs> Come on, that's it. Yeah. Um, something something on that line that. Um, that I really like that that uh, that passes that touched on because um, we're getting the uh, you know wrap it up a little bit uh, if we could skip down mm-hmm. to verse twenty yeah um, the the whole standing at the door knocking and how how Pastor Zach even emphasized if anyone hears my voice and opens the door mm-hmm. where it. It's not even just the knocking, and it's not even just hearing the voice. It's hearing the voice, and then what is the appropriate response that yes, the sir. Lord is expecting? Yeah. You know, so so that makes me wonder. Okay, Lord, am I hearing your voice? Am I responding appropriately? Yes. And that makes me ask everyone, what is the Lord speaking that He's desiring for us to respond to? Mm. Because then, what happens? is that he comes in and he spends time with us. And what I love about this, this was revealed to John, okay? John, who reclined at the table with Jesus. John, who spent time with the Lord and knew what it was like to dine with him. He knew what it was like to spend time with him. So now, imagine being John, just writing this down like, oh, I hope they get this. I really hope they get what it's like to hear his voice, to follow him, to open up and spend time with him. Yeah. So good. Yeah. Uh. You're such a pastor. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. The, the standing at the door and knocking is so interesting to me. Again, hearing the voice, and we talked about this a little earlier, it's like a beautiful place because he says, my sheep know my voice, yeah. a stranger they won't follow. And so I go all the way back to Genesis and I think uh, of, right, if don't let sin master you, it's crouching at the door. Yeah. Uh, and there's something that there are 
both things standing at the door trying to get into your heart, trying to get into your mm-hmm. soul. Mm. That sin is crouching outside the door, but right. Jesus is standing there knocking. And if you hear his voice and don't follow the stranger, right. the sin will not master you. It will not overtake you because he's the voice that you're, he's the one that you're actually letting into the space, which I think is like such a crazy kind of parallel. But anyway, yeah, uh, let him in. He wants to be, uh, he wants to come in and eat with you. Amen. Yeah. Amen. And you know, in, in John, in John 10, Jesus presents himself as the good shepherd. And he says, you know, um, that his sheep know him by the sound of his voice. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So, you know, just breaking that down to a, a practical level is well, how do we then know, how do we learn to distinguish the voice of God in our life? Because I think that's something that we all have to grow in. And, and actually, at Young Adults on Sunday night, um, Dan Sevings was talking about that to the young adults. It's, so this is it's something that we all have to grow in and figure out. But it's like, how does God speak to me? Yeah. How does God speak to you? Yeah. How do you know his voice? How do you know it's not just something in your head? Mm, that's good. Uh, one of the things that, um, that I always use for myself as well as encourage people in is line it up with what you find in scripture, line it up with what you know is his word, line it up. Uh, you know, does it fall in line with what he has spoken in the past or is it something that's just so out of left field and it, and it's like, Oh yeah. Is his voice any different? No, absolutely not. So as we spend more time with Mm -hmm. him, uh, praying, reading the word, hearing different messages or, or anything, we, we come to know more about his nature. Mm. We come to know th- because he is faithful and he is true and he is everlasting, yeah. but there is no shadow of turning to him. Mm. Mm. I think uh, secondarily, counsel, wise counsel yeah. is always beautiful. Yeah. They're not always right, but it's always great to have... Um, several areas of wise, godly counsel. Yeah. The other thing I'd say, Luke, like my question is, well, how do you do that in the natural? Mm. How do I actually get to know someone's voice yes. in the natural place? Yes. Like when I'm on the phone, am I, I'm never confused. If, if my wife's phone number calls me and someone else is on the phone, mm. I'm never confused that that's my wife. You could never convince me that that's her because that's not her tone of voice. That's not the way that she talks. She right. wouldn't use that inflection. Right. She wouldn't even, she wouldn't say those words. And I think that in a real space, again, as you get Amen. into the word of God um, and as you get to know his character, as you get to know his heart, you start to hear things and you're like, uh, that's not quite, that doesn't sound quite right. When you, yeah. right, many are called, but few yes. are chosen. When you pick up the phone for the call, <laughs> you should know whose voice is on the other end of the line. And the only way to do that is like to actually listen, like talk some and listen some. That's why in yeah. worship, I like Amen. sit and wait forever <laughs> because I think Amen. that the listening is so important so that you know who's on the other end. Yeah. Mm. And I think it's so important to emphasize that Jesus is not just knocking, he's speaking. He's, yeah. You know, we've all seen yes. that picture. Yes. Like Pastor Zach was yes. talking about. Jesus <laughs> knocking, but it's a picture. Put so the you, speech bubble. Right, there's no, there's no, there's no speech, but yeah. Jesus is knocking right. and he's speaking. Yeah. Yeah. And he just wants us to open the door and come into him. And he's addressing this church as his own. Yeah. You know, this is, these are, these are his people. Right. 
And he's saying, I want you to let me in. I want you to, you know, you're all caught up in, in your clothes. You're all caught up in, in these treatments and for the your goals. eyes. Yes. You think you yes. can see everything. Yes. But no, I'm, I want to go in and show you that I want something deeper. I am your clothing. Yeah. I am, I am your sight. I want, yeah. you to, I want you to get back on track. I want you to capture that passion. I want you to capture that fervency, that, that heat and that cold so that right. you can then be useful. Yeah. yeah. You know, and he's so he's not coming in as a as a constable to like you know arrest you <laughs> yeah. or condemn the building. Right. Yeah. He's coming in because he wants to renovate the house. He wants to renovate us. Mm. A good father. Mm. So good. Love that you said constable. You know, I was thinking of Mary Poppins. The constable. That's so great. And um, uh, I, I definitely uh, have to mention that um, something that you might hear in, yeah. our, in our body is the term yielding. Mm. And, uh, and this verse, behold, I stand at the door and knock, is, is used to understand how the Lord desires to be led into areas that have been closed off yes. to him. Mm. He desires to be led in because... He wants to bring transformation. Amen. He wants to show that he was there, which brings it full circle with how we started yeah. this conversation. He wants to speak to those areas and bring healing. And that is what yielding is, having that intimate time with the Lord. Mm -hmm. And so um, I feel like just had to mention it because right. that is what is available to us yeah. as his sons right. and daughters. Yeah. If, if your house is a soul. Uh, if your soul is a house, right. uh, there are places generally that you don't let certain people in. Right. Um, Jesus wants to go in every dark corner. He right. wants to get every cobweb. He wants yep. to touch every closet. Yeah. We're in the attic where you think that you have, yeah. where, where there are rodents getting in. He wants to touch all mm. of that. He's yes. standing at the door yes. knocking. Yes. Please, I beg you, let him in. And it's even the good rooms. Yes, yeah. yes. Even he the wants stuff to that redeem you think it is, all. Yes, it's yes, everything. Sir. And and so and then we come to that last part of it where it's he comes in and he dines and he has yes. a meal. Yeah. And that's what communion is. Hmm. You know, we yep. I think we just sometimes we, uh, we associate communion in regards to again just our our sin. But right. no, we have communion with him in every area of our life. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what happens when we open the door yeah. and when we allow him to show us what it is that he wants to do. Yeah. 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 And even uh, through somebody else's testimony, through mm -hmm. somebody else's life, you know, communion, community, communication, yes. mm -hmm. togetherness. Right. You know, it's not that those terms are synonymous for a reason. Yeah. Mm. Amen. Well, we have covered a lot of ground today. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> I hope. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, we did. We did. Yeah. Um, so, Jamal, if you don't mind, just pray us out. Sure. Uh, Father, we love you. We believe that you are a good father. Amen. Jesus, we love you. Thank you for knocking on the door of our soul. We thank you uh, for shedding your blood for us, but even for getting up out of the grave for us. We thank you. Uh, redeem the places that you want to redeem. Come in and eat with us and move around any furniture that you want while you're here. <laughs> we love you so much. Holy Spirit, uh, take free reign in our lives. Jesus, you are Lord. Do whatever you want to do. Touch whatever you want to touch. 
and we will give you the glory forever. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Well, that's it for this week. I'm Luke. I'm Will. I'm Jamal. And this is The Breakdown. Yeah! (laughs) Have a great week, guys. Breakdown.